Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. There's something magical about unboxing. When you unbox BritBox, you uncover a world of British entertainment. Stream the UK's most brilliant series, including new and upcoming seasons of Shetland, Father Brown and Death in Paradise. Plus new originals like Payback, Irving Welsh's Crime and Archie, the story of Hollywood's greatest leading man, Cary Grant. Unbox BritBox and escape to the best of British TV. Stream with a free trial at BritBox.com. Good morning, millennials. Welcome back to the Morning Toast. Happy Monday. Hope everyone had an amazing, refreshing and fulfilling weekend. Hope I really you did. Do. I really had an amazing weekend. I don't know if when you have an amazing weekend, it makes Monday harder or it gives you the joie de vivre to tackle this Monday head on. I think it depends on what kind of weekend you had. If you had like an amazing weekend, having so much fun, getting so drunk, like Monday's rough. But if you had a really balanced, family filled, enriching, nourishing. Yeah then I think that does give you the power to power through a Monday. I really do believe that. Yeah, well, I did have the latter of weekends, but I just can't believe we're, it's back to the top, you guys. No, I know, because like we were, we were literally just talking about this, what, a week ago? Like Back mon- on the wheel, Monday? back on the grind. The hamster wheel continues. Really? Monday? <laughs> Again. Again. <laughs> Seems excessive. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot. We did have a great weekend, a jam-packed weekend. I saw Billy Joel. You did? Which was really um, in a concert, treat. In concert, it sounds like you oh, like, I didn't saw see him, him on the street. Okay. I saw him in concert. He has like a residency at MSG. This is my second time going. And it was really just, it was spectacular. I cannot recommend it enough. I think Billy Joel is extremely underrated. And I don't know if it's like he's really a New York thing because he exclusively plays in New York and he's like huge in New York. I don't know if he's like as popular and like, Nebraska, you know? I think he's popular in Nebraska. And I don't think he's underrated. I think he's a really big deal. No, I think he's extremely underrated. Like, I don't ever see him, like, getting awards, you know? or like I think he's won all the awards. I don't think he, like, comes out with new music. I wonder if Billy Joel has any Grammys. I'm sure he does. Uptown Girly. Does Billy Joel. Uptown Girly Girl has a yeah, Grammy, Yeah, you'd be sure. really surprised how many songs you knew, you know? New York yeah. State of Mind, Piano Man, I May Be Wrong, I may be crazy. Um, he does. He has quite a lot. Okay, I feel better. One, two, three, four, five. Oh, like <laughs> one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Okay, that makes me feel better. So he's properly rated, you yeah. think? I love you just the way you are. No, but like I was talking to my friends. I'm like, I'm going to Billy Joel on Friday. They're like, that's so weird. I'm like, it's not. Like, you, I'm like, you don't even know. And I think a lot of people, at least people I spoke to, confuse Billy Joel with Elton John. Because mm. even Ben was like, does Billy Joel sing Benny and the Jets? I'm like, no, that's Elton John. And Ben, the reason why we went is Ben is literally Billy Joel's number one fan. Like, he grew up in a Billy Joel house. Got it. I know, confuse you know. Billy Joel with Billy the comedian. Crystal. Crystal, yeah. Well, one of them is annoying and one of them's not. So it's actually not hard to confuse them. Got it. Well, I'm glad you had a great time. Yeah, it was really exceptional. If you have a chance to see Billy Joel, like, see it. It's really, it's quite a show. Right after you see Gavin DeGraw. 
And right after you head over to themorningtoast.com <laughs> and slash Patreon. to the Patreon because oh, yeah. we recorded a Patreon episode yesterday, a new theme, which and is I'm always so glad. fun. And it's such a good one. We had you guys submit anonymously so you could be as free as you wanted your unpopular opinions. And we went through a lot of them and just discussed our thoughts. And it was just fun to like talk about random subjects. Peanut butter. Avocados. Dairy-free, gluten-free. Allergies? Question mark? Question mark. It was really a lot of hot takes. Some that I agreed with and some that I like just did not understand. Like, I don't think Kelly Clarkson's that great. Like, what? <laughs> yeah. That was a lot to digest, but it was such a great episode. There were so many, there, there were hundreds of submissions and we probably got to 20. So we will definitely do a part two and that's going to be maybe, really um, exciting. Maybe a part three. Maybe. Maybe it's like a five part. A hundred in each. No, we could actually. If we, we got over 500 submissions. Right, and I do think we did 20 of them. Or 10. <laughs> Literally, we, we just were so chatty. Like, yeah. Because you know what? Like, what is up with Maroon 5? You know? Right. They were really thought provoking takes. Yeah. And we had to dive into each one we could dine out on this idea <laughs> till, the end, till the end of the year and you know what I actually enjoyed really a lot like the experience of recording that episode yeah me too so we won't do that but just know that there's that's how many hot takes there were but it was interesting to see people having the same hot takes about something totally random right like, like Beyonce oh yeah or peanut butter a lot of people like really hate peanut butter no and like I like that just could never be me no Get you a sweet treat that also, like, a nutritionist would approve of. Like, <laughs> what? Love it. Um, and then yesterday, we had the absolute honor, privilege, and joy of seeing the Downton Abbey movie finally. We took control of our own destiny, even though, like... We, we had to wait for them to give it to us. Right. We didn't go to the theater, but we were able to purchase it on Amazon Prime for a very fair, what, $25? $25 to own it. Which, if we went to the theater, us two, a bunch of snacks, maybe a seat for Theo, like... Would have been yeah about twenty five dollars for one person with all yeah. that yeah so I thought it was a bargain and I thought the movie was heavenly like really really extremely well done extremely well done I liked it more than I liked the first movie I liked the beat and I liked the plots because there were two big plots that could have each been their own separate movie. yeah they gave us a lot and there were so many like full circle moments I felt I don't want to spoil anything but I just like had this like I felt like the whole time they were framing each scene like. I'm sure they were doing this like from a bird's eye view of like what it means from the beginning of the show. Because at the end, you can plug your ears for a second. If you, you know, we're going to let's talk about it in depth. So no, if you haven't seen the movie, like skip ahead the next two, three minutes. OK, so I just wanted to say I don't even want to spoil the end about, you know, yeah, what yeah, happens. Yeah. But so they're filming a movie at Downton. That's one of the plots. And in the end, the extras, they hired the servants to be extras in the movie. And so all the servants are sitting at the dining table playing great lords and ladies from the 1800s and the family is watching them behind the camera and it's standing. like standing it's the first time that the servants are at the table and the family is standing and I just thought that was a really nice metaphor metaphor because also throughout the years it's like the servants have become family and it's like no and then later you go in history like that servants they do sort of that culture like dies out yeah so it was really cool to see it inverted like that yeah I also felt like there was a couple storylines that like came full circle and like loose ends that were officially tied up obviously the first is clearly the dowager um and then like just other people whose like journeys like came to a close okay who? you know um I was thinking of it before I went to bed and now Branson oh no um Barrow yes Barrow got you know 
What did you think about Dominic West in the movie? Okay, so right when we started it, Jackie was like, remember, Dominic West is in it. And that, like, immediately ruined my entire day um, because I just, like, really don't like him. But I will say, like, he was kind of extraordinary. Like, he, first of all, I loved his character. Uh He was, like, this good guy actor from America but with British roots. And I thought he was really great. And I I think the way they tied up Barrow's storyline, because there really isn't that many realities in which Barrow, who was closeted, could have like a happy, fulfill, what he called an honest life. Yeah. And I think he got as close to that as he'll ever get. And I actually really liked the ending for him. Yeah. And I thought Dominic West, I thought he was really good. And I thought that other um, American actress who was in the film, Dog Leash, I thought she was awesome. I love Dog Leash. It was nice to have like a new face on the scene, plus Dominic West, but we've already seen his face so many times. And I liked her character arc. And I really, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I felt like at the end of the show, like, a lot of people's storylines, like, became complete. Like, Edith. And that's why Edith wasn't, like, a major part of this movie. Because, like, her future is set, you know? Mm -hmm. So I just felt like a lot of people who were kind of, like, hanging, like, I wonder what happens to them. They kind of got their happy ending. Okay, but Mary's still hanging. Where was Henry Talbot? Why wasn't the actor in the movie? Like, they obviously didn't say you can't be in the movie because they let everyone and their grandma in the movie. They yeah. let Carson's real-life wife come into the movies. Yeah. Now. Like, obviously, they wanted him to be there. This is an ensemble thing. He clearly didn't want to do the movie. And I think it's time for the seven husbands of Lady Mary Crawley. No, I know. I thought maybe that's, like, the direction that the film was going, but it was not. No, it was not. But if we do get a third film, which I think we could, yeah. even though I don't know that this one performed so well, but it's just hard because I know people like, didn't want to go to the movies. It was so good I thought like literally it was so beautiful like Mm -hmm. I need to go to the south of France we need to be in the French Riviera immediately immediately what are we still doing here so um I really hope that it does like well on demand Mm -hmm. and I think that it will because we were talking about like the people who watch Downton like aren't running to the theaters yeah so I loved it yeah I loved it too I do hope there's a third movie where Lady Mary is divorced and or maybe widowed you know because like divorce isn't like she can't be widowed twice no but divorce is becoming not commonplace but happening yeah in the 1930s it just like honestly what whatever the um whatever the ending for Mary is in terms of her love life it's not gonna be good because like she was meant to be with Matthew right And they had to go and do that because he just had to do Beauty and the Beast, you know? I mean, he gave us a lot. No, he's a wonderful man. Yeah. But I liked Luke Brandon playing her, you know, semi-love interest. Luke Brandon from Confessions of a Shopaholic plays Mr. Baba. We were, like, watching. We were like, where is this guy from? And then when you said it, I was like, yes. Like, literally. Scratch the itch. It was so good. It was so good. Uh, So we need to circle back with her. And they could do another movie, even though a lot of people are set in their ways. But... You actually gave a really great idea to have the little kids grow up a little more and then they can be debutantes, girls about town. But that puts us like five years from now and then the war is really just looming. Well, okay, first of all, I don't think I said that. I think it was someone else in the room. I oh. didn't, I didn't, that sounds like a good idea. I definitely didn't say it. <laughs> okay. And yes, I was, that's what we were saying. Like, it's now 1930, maybe 1931. Like, how much longer can they go on until they reach the Holocaust? Which, like, of course has to be addressed. Right. And, like, little Sibby... We could have, like, little Sibby being, like, 17, 18, being, like, Rose. Right, but that's, like, eight years, and that's the Holocaust. That would be, like, 1938. Yeah, we're creeping in. And also, it's World War II for Britain. So, it's, like, it's it's Blitzkrieg. It's a lot. It's giving Blitzkrieg. It's a lot. So, I don't know where they go from here, especially because they started in 1929, and I feel like they maybe ended in, like, 31. Yeah. Because the baby was born. Yeah. And, like, looked pretty big. (laughs) So, I don't know. 
I don't know either, but I'm open to it. You actually, I think this was your idea also, just attributing all the good ideas to you, that for the next movie, they should go to America. That was my good idea. But we're creeping into the depression, and I don't know that, that, that's, the that vibe. that's the vibe. I don't think it's the vibe. But they, they, they should have done it, like in the show. There needed to be something like the Downtons An in America. An American moment, like a summer in Newport. Yeah. Yeah. So Still what the- you're saying is it's not the vibe stop. That is exactly what I'm saying. How did you know? <laughs> um, okay, official Downton recap over. Come back. So we've got a great show. We've got five measly stories. It's Monday. We have a lot of people who went through some deep, dark shit all over the weekend, and they are unburdening them- themselves in our Unburden Yourself segment. Okay, I look forward to hearing what you guys have for us. And I guess without further ado to do to do, it is time for the fast five stories that you need to know before you wake up and take a bite out of your morning toast. And today's episode is brought to you by the new Starbucks Baya Energy Drink. With caffeine naturally found in coffee fruit, it's energy that's good. It's a beverage that is crafted from caffeine naturally found in coffee fruit, as well as antioxidant and vitamin C. It includes three delicious fruity flavors, mango guava, raspberry lime, and pineapple passion fruit. Each 12-ounce can has 90 calories, and it contains 160 milligrams of caffeine. So if you're looking for a new way to get energy and coffee's never really been your thing, check out the Starbucks Baya Energy Drink. I love the mango guava guava flavor it's really refreshing we keep them in the studio it's a great thing to drink first thing on a dreary monday starbucks baya energy drink is available online at grocery stores convenience stores and gas stations nationwide today's episode is also brought to you by slotomania life is too short without a day without fun get a thrill whenever you need it with slotomania the world's number one free slot game you'll have endless excitement at your fingertips with 170 free to play slot games huge jackpots an interactive community and a million free coins it's a perfect escape from your daily routine so there's nothing more exhilarating than huge jackpots special prizes and free coin rewards every day slotomania makes every day fantastic with engaging graphics and realistic sound effects so actually i downloaded slotomania from a tiktok ad like a couple months ago because i live for a uh, phone game i'm like a toddler and it's really super fun to play you know guys i love going to a casino so it's very much the vibe and with added perks like free spins and free coins there's always something unexpected waiting when your day is feeling stale just ask what will today spin if you're 21 or older you can join millions of players around the world download slot omania the number one free slots game on the app store or google play store and get a million free coins that's slot omania on the app store or google play store for a million free coins Great. Also, does Dominic West's performance in Downton Abbey make you more okay or excited for him in The Crown as Prince Charles? Like, yeah, but here's my question. Is Dominic West British? Yes, I just saw he's born in Yorkshire. Okay, so like that definitely helps because the thing I liked about Downton, it's like it's protected from thirst monsters because you have to be like organic to... And also in the new Downton movie was Imelda Staunton, who is going to be playing the queen in The Crown, Maud Bagshaw. Who's actually Carson's real-life wife. And the parents of... One of the Featherington girls, the irrelevant ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they are like, they turn out to be kind of cute in the end. Yeah, no, but it's not, not Lady Whistledown. No, not, not Whistledown. Yeah. So, um, Dominic West. Uh... It's definitely better. It softens the blow. I really did think he was great, but like something about him, maybe it was his character in the affair and then that like weird Lily James affair thing, which is also weird because Lily James was in Downton Abbey, um, that makes me just like kind of icked out by him. Like he gives the ick. Uh, yeah, I hated the affair more than I know any you show. Did. I didn't even finish it. That's how, and I went through a bunch of seasons and I hated it so much. I was like, I need to stop watching this. Is making me angry. I actually really liked it. Of course, there were things that made me angry, like watching the same episode, watching the same 30 minutes twice, but from two people's perspectives. Like, 
How much time do you think we have? Like, for real. I know. But, you know, conceptually, it's an interesting idea. How he remembers it versus how she remembers yes. it. Like, he thought she was coming on to him. Like, she saw it as, like, he was... It's a good idea for one episode, not for a whole show. <laughs> yeah. They stopped eventually. Yes. But, um, so there were things I really didn't like about it. It's like, uh... Allison's character and the whole 30 minute thing but there were things I really did like about it Maura Tierney Joshua Jackson there were things I really liked and I did finish it and like did I ever tell you how it ended do you want to know uh no I yeah tell me okay spoiler alert if you're in the middle of watching the affair if you ever plan on watching it I'm gonna spoil the ending okay you're gonna die they get back together who the initial married couple the affair Maura Tierney and Dominic West. Even after the murder yeah. and the baby. Yeah. And then I think she dies or something because they like they fast forward to the future and he like goes back to Montauk and like spreads her ashes. It's so stupid. So stupid. No, they really lost me that season with Brendan Fraser. Oh, that was <laughs> that was incredibly <laughs> stupid, but justice for Brendan Fraser. Yeah, because like at the end of it, he wasn't he didn't even do those things. No, Noah was like going psychologically yeah. unwell yeah um do you know about like the internet's obsession with brendan fraser no okay so like a couple of years ago some random i think it was a podcast or something somebody decided to interview brendan fraser and everyone knows brendan fraser when he was really young and very handsome and like you know a boy next door and then we kind of like haven't heard from him really except he was in the affair and he did this interview um and he was just being so cute and he like looks he looks like a dad now he just looks like pjom material and the interview went so viral like especially on tiktok people literally are obsessed with him he has like a whole new career now because of his internet fandom and what does he do with it nothing he just engages with people online all the time he like loves it he gives major dad energy. I'm looking for what podcast it was. That or like was a on. web show. Don't, don't quote me on well, that. Well, I think he has a podcast now. Of course he does. Welcome. Or it's called the Brendan Fraser podcast and it's hosted by other people. That might be it. What? Like it's other people have a podcast called the Brendan Fraser podcast. Like another person named Brendan Fraser? No, just like people who are Brendan Fraser fans. See, I'm telling you. I think. No, there's something there. I love Brendan Fraser. Yeah, like, they talk about everything Brendan Fraser. I'm telling you, he has like a crazy <laughs> fan club. And I get it. I mean, I saw George of the Jungle. And what was that other movie? With the phone? Where he sells his soul? Yeah, yeah, yeah. With Elizabeth Hurley. I think it's called like Bedazzled. No, that's what I was thinking. Bewitched. It's like... No, no. Brendan Fraser. Wait, don't tell me. I know it. I think it's really Bedazzled. It's it's like a word exactly like Bedazzled. Okay. It's... um besmirched no no bewildered it's with a b and it's like to dazzle but it's not bedazzle what is it i'm looking look up elizabeth bedazzled bedazzled he sells his soul to the devil and elizabeth hurley is the devil yeah and he like keeps making calls on a phone to like get a new life or something such a good movie so good (laughs) yeah okay now that we've recapped brendan fraser we can get into the fast five stories and the first one is that amber heard did gma or sorry the today show this morning same thing and says that she doesn't blame the jury for the verdict she calls johnny a fantastic actor So Amber Heard doesn't blame the jury for Johnny Depp's recent victory in their defamation trial. She said, quote, I actually understand. He's a beloved character and people feel they know him. He's a fantastic actor. She went on to call the social media negativity surrounding the trial unfair. She said, quote, even somebody who is sure I am deserving of all this hate and vitriol, even if you think that I'm lying, you still couldn't look me in the eye and tell me that you think on social media there's been a fair representation. You cannot tell me that you think this has been fair. Okay, I actually don't disagree with her. Like, and I feel like we talked about this a lot throughout the trial, like what, what social media was like contributing. But 
I don't think that has anything to do with the verdict. Right. Social media is irrelevant to the verdict. And actually, right. so, because if, if the trial allowed. was, if she thinks the trial was fair and the jury did their job, if they had ruled, even if there was no social media taking sides, like once the jury ruled, like then that's what people would have went with anyway. I, I just, like I, I agree with the point she's making, but I don't see how it's relevant at all because jurors are, not allowed aren't they kept in hotels they're not allowed yeah. to engage in social media because that would obviously be yeah creating bias so I agree if you look on social media and that's something I think we all experience like when we first started like dipping our toes in the trial and it's like why wow, there's so much pro Johnny content because Johnny has a lot of fans and was it really Johnny's fans making the content yes okay he has like ravenous like but fans. shouldn't Amber have a lot of fans too like she is an Aquaman like she's yeah. also a big actress there of was like that franchise. one year she was the most googled woman in the world like just for her yeah. looks like like not for anything tabloid like it was like the most beautiful right something. yeah no she definitely should um but I think and that was something that they discussed during the trial were like Q scores and social media followings of Amber versus other people in the Marvel universe like Gal Gadot like Jason Momoa and what they like what the that researcher conclusion was was that like she amber in comparison to other marvel and i don't know if it's marvel whatever like on other comic yeah, book yeah. people she had a much lower like likability from social media from the public who was putting this researcher on the stand amber's people both people they both had researchers um i think it was amber's person and then johnny had a, a rebuttal because Amber's, it was Amber's agent basically saying, comparing her to Gal Gadot, Jason Momoa, Zendaya, and like maybe Chris Evans in terms of like what they're getting paid, how Amber was um, just like them. And that's, and, and Johnny trying to get her taking her, he tried, Amber alleged that Johnny tried to get her out of Aquaman too. And so Amber's witness on the test, Amber's, what is it called? Re expert was basically like well look at what all these other people are doing and he tried to get her fired so you know that could have been her and that's a damn that's considered damages mm. but then they had someone come on and be like well actually she's not like Zendaya Gal Gadot or Jason Momoa and here's why here's her Q score here's her social media numbers and it was much lower than Gal Gadot and Jason Momoa and Got Chris it. Evans and Zendaya Got it. Which, honestly, I don't think her agent should have ever compared her to those people because... No, but it, it's good because it looks like they have all this and that could have been Amber, too, even though, like, not at all. They're not each, on the same level. No, in each situation, like, Gal Gadot was Wonder Woman. She Had her wasn't own franchise. Aqua Woman. Yeah. I guess a good comparison would be Zendaya. Because no, but Zendaya is Zendaya not because she's the leading lady in Spider-Man, right, but because, but she's, because Zendaya. she's Zendaya. Yeah. Like, you could be on Shake It Up and then maybe call That's me. true. No, it's like... Get you a girl who can go from Shake It Up Chicago to literally Cannes Film Festival. Literally. It's Plus everything in between. Greatest Showman. Euphoria. Euphoria. Spider-Man. Where's that body of work from Amber? Yeah. So I don't really know. I mean, I guess she had to do something in terms of a response if she yeah. plans on having a public life. Yeah. So I think this is a good first step. But I don't really um, understand like the relevance of the, the point she's making yeah and I also think that people are either team Johnny or they're team Amber and if they are team Johnny like they see her in this light and interviews like this just perpetuate what they think that they see which is that she's lying and that she's you know changing the narrative that's actually a fair point and the people who are team Amber are still team Amber I don't know that this will change any hearts and minds I think and if like, any hearts and minds were going to be changed it was going to be during the trial 100%. and now that's over a hundred percent I think minds were changed in the other direction yeah and so 
yeah, I, I agree with Amber. Like, social media was not in her favor, and it wasn't, like, a fair fight because Johnny did have this, like, you know, huge fan base. But at the end of the day, that has absolutely nothing to do with the jury's decision. Yeah. And, you know, I was thinking the other day how we haven't had any jury interviews, book proposals. Like, <laughs> I was waiting. I thought literally the next day there would be, like, a GMA with one thirsty juror, you know? Yeah. The All thirsty we need juror. is one thirsty juror. But we haven't, and I'm curious... Usually we find out what happens like in the in the room, you know? Yeah. Was it unanimous? Was it a fight? But we don't we haven't heard anything. Yeah. Where are the thirsty jurors? I don't know. Maybe Couldn't there's be like us. a time like maybe there's a statue of like they can't talk for a few weeks. I don't know. Yeah, or maybe like they miss their families, they're just taking a breath. They don't want to talk about Amber and Johnny for yeah, five like minutes. And they'll they'll resurface. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. But also in order to be on a celebrity trial like this, you can't be interested in celebrity things. So I'm sure most of the jury members, like, don't want that life. Yeah, I mean, before you go to trial, especially with these big fancy lawyers, they spend literally days going through people. So I think they had to ultimately have landed on a group of jurors who aren't the biggest Pirates of the Caribbean and Aquaman fans, because yeah. that wouldn't be fair. Yeah. That's like an, ex like an explicit bias. Yeah. So maybe like they in turn had to choose non-thirsty jurors which is just a loss for us yeah yeah are you ready for our next story some great news some great news jennifer hudson became an egot winner last night at the 2022 tony awards when she won for a strange loop she joined the ranks of the select few who have gotten all the prestigious performance awards. She joins the exclusive list of 16 other winners, winners, including the likes of Audrey Hepburn, Alan Menken, Andrew Lloyd Webber, and Whoopi Goldberg, who all won awards at the Emmys, Grammys, Oscars, and Tonys. Hence, EGOT. Okay, so I didn't even realize Jennifer Hudson was in the running, or else I would have like actually like paid attention to... The Tonys last like, night? Right, because I know a couple people who are almost there. Like, I know Lady Gaga's maybe halfway there. As of last night, RuPaul is halfway there because he won a Tony and he's won, like, a million Emmys. I don't know how he's going to get an Oscar. Halfway there is not it's really... It's a start. It's a, sure, it's a start. But, like, I'm interested in the three quarters there. Yeah, I think Lady Gaga's three quarters there. I think so, too. So, I didn't know... I was, like, keeping my eye on certain people and I didn't even know Je Jennifer Hudson was almost there. And the best part is, like, when you watch her... She won with an ensemble, so she didn't, like, make a speech or anything. She was standing with the group. And you literally see her realize that, like, oh, my God, it's the fourth one. Like, I got it. I don't think she went into it being, like, I'm going to get an EGOT. Yeah. It's so crazy. And she's so talented. And this is proof... You don't need to win American Idol. You don't need to win American Idol. I wonder if when you become an EGOT, you get a trophy for EGOT. No. No, because they're all separate entities, so right. there's no EGOT entity. No. I think some people make necklaces. That's cute. Yeah. Do you think there's like uh, like a yearly meeting of the EGOTs? Like there the should ones be. Who are alive? There should be. Yeah. There should be. I feel like there definitely is, and like currently Whoopi Goldberg is the like leader of it. Yeah. Well... I guess let's do what we love to do. See whose other the EGOTs are? The 16 EGOTs. Yeah. John Legend, I know. Alan Menken, love. You know him. Who <laughs> love? Beauty and the Beast score. Do I, do I know what he looks like? You don't know. Oh, you okay. love his work. Okay, okay. He did Beauty and the Beast. Oh, love, love, love. Alan Menken, we love I, him. I didn't realize I was a fan of Alan Menken. Oh, Audrey Hepburn. Familiar. Whoopi Goldberg. John Legend. Rita Moreno. Oh, uh... West Side Story. Yep. Mel Brooks. Oh. Tim Rice. Unfamiliar. Me as well. Me as well. Mike Nichols. Richard Rogers. Rogers and Hammerstein. Ah. 
I look think. at you. I think. No, I, let's go with that. Yeah. Jonathan Tunick, Marvin Hamlish. I think these are a lot of like musical direction, like behind well, the scenes so people, in, like Andrew Lloyd Webber. Right. The, the, the thread that pulls, you know, an EGOT together is really music. You can't just be an actor and win all four because how the fuck are you going to win a Grammy? So people mm. who get EGOTs normally do music for movies, for TV shows, for theater. Yeah. And that's why it's mostly people you probably haven't heard of, but that's why when like a, a forward-facing celebrity wins, it's like even more impressive. Yeah, yeah. Robert Lopez, it's interesting to see all the... Um like he wrote Let It Go and Remember right. Me. Oh, yes. Those are from like the more contemporary and Book of Mormon. John Gilgud and Jennifer Hudson and Good Helen Hayes. Good for and her. And Scott Rudin. And that's it. That's it. That's it. Um, this is like one of the last few things I think that are like a really big deal. Mm -hmm. You know, because I feel like these days, you know, everyone has an Emmy. You know, but like to have an EGOT <laughs> is such a big deal. I think they should rebrand. Like it's not enough to have an EGOT. You have to have a Regot a Razzie as well. <laughs> One Razzie, a hundred percent, just to show that you're able to flop and get back up. It shows on the horse strength, perseverance, <laughs> courage, Great. and it shows that you can laugh at yourself. I'm interested in the Regots. <sighs> this is huge. Like, really, this is. Maybe one of your best ideas yet. I, I actually completely agree. Do you think any of these people have a Razzie? Yeah. Yeah. A Let's Razzie think. is prestigious. Well, Razzies are contemporary. John Legend maybe has a written. Let's see. Oh, well, Kat's got a Razzie. And who was in Kat? Jennifer Hudson. She is Regot. She's the first Regot winner. Because <laughs> I don't think the Razzies were around for Audrey Hepburn. Check if John Legend has a Regot. Okay. As a Razzie. <laughs> Wow. John Legend Razzie. Wait, here's an article. This is our sort of publication. Two EGOT winners are also Razzie winners. So there's two Regots. There are two Regots. Does that include Jennifer Hudson, though? Because there may be three then. Uh, let's see. It is incredible. Uh, hold on, hold on. It's like very verbose. Wordy. Man Alan Menken has a Razzie for the song High Times, Hard Times from the musical Newsies. Okay. And he got that the same year he won an Oscar. That's always my favorite when you get a Razzie and an Oscar the same year, Sandra Bullock. And who was the other one who got um, a Razzie? Minnelli. Is that? Liza? Liza? But she wasn't on that EGOT list. Oh my God, this is an article about Regots. Whoopi Goldberg is just one Razzie went away from gaining Regot status. Okay, but even though like it's an article, like you had the idea, like originally. I did, I promise you. But the, I'm glad to know there's people who think like me. Okay, the Regot is huge. Regot, no, Jackie. Egot, no thanks. Regot, yeah. Regot over greater than. Yeah, that's EGOT. what I was Regot over <laughs> greater than. <laughs> She's making fun of me. She's making fun of me. Okay. Wow. Congratulations, Jennifer Hudson. Like, you've won them all. Huge. Brava. Are you ready for our next story? Mm -hmm. Justin Bieber has postponed two upcoming New York City shows following Ramsey Hunt syndrome diagnosis. I'm sorry. Like, you're trying to tell me Ramsey Hunt is the name of an illness and not someone from Game of Thrones? Yeah. Yeah. That's but shocking. It's a, clearly a nefarious name. Yeah. No R matter Nothing how good 
can come from Ramsey. Nothing. Justin Bieber will not be performing in New York City this week amid his ongoing health battle. The 28-year-old singer who recently revealed that he'd been diagnosed with Ramsey-Hunt syndrome was originally slated to perform at the city's fame MSG on Monday and Tuesday. But he posted to social media a video and text saying that he was taking some time off of his tour to um, deal with some health issues, including Ramsey-Hunt syndrome, where half of his face is paralyzed. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm... heartbroken i was literally supposed to be getting ready for justin bieber right oh, now you we're going tonight yeah oh nice i'm so upset but obviously i understand and i'm wishing him the best and you know it's just like scary it's scary also because this is like a freak thing and i feel like something similar just happened to Haley. like yeah. she had like a freak stroke she had a 25 year old healthy girl yeah wood um and like these things just shouldn't happen to young people and it's yeah. like freak things um, and I hope he's okay. Yeah, I hope he's okay too. I don't know really anything about this syndrome, like how long, no, how I, it starts or anything. Right. Uh, so I just hope he's getting the help that. Yeah, I don't. I don't think it's permanent. I think it's something like that goes through you. Oh, okay. Um, people have compared it to Bell's palsy a little bit. Again, I don't know much about that, but I do think in the long run he will be okay. Okay, great. But this is like he canceled the, the New York ones and he canceled ones last week too. So it's like it's been a long thing. Got it. Yeah. And, and the th- Justice Tour was going so well. Yeah. I, the clips, it looked jumping. I know. I was so ready. Like, and you are the only one I'll ever love. I gotta tell you, gotta tell you. I was so excited, like pumped. Oh, I'm sorry. I know. Well, we also didn't discuss how Thrice is here today. Yeah, that's disgusting. If you were listening to the podcast, you would never know that Theo is here today because he's being a gorgeous angel. And if you're watching on YouTube, you can understand. I don't know why every time Theo comes here, he insists on snapping his neck. Like, lay. I don't know why he lays like that He loves to lay with his head, like his full body on the couch and head hanging off the edge of the couch. And it's like, don't you get sore? Yeah, but he likes it. Who are we to tell him? I know, but every time I go back and watch an old episode that he's on, he sleeps like that. It looks like he's not well, but he's okay. Maybe he's just holding a lot of tension in his neck, you know? He can just release it. Yeah, it's a lot of work being, you know, the star of the family. Yeah, Well, Bryce, but together. Well, no. Together, they're the Strice brothers. It's hard to be one half of the Strice brothers. No, and it's hard to be Theo, the star. The co-star. Wow. Co-star. The star. Are you ready for our next story? Speaking of stars, one of your favorite in the galaxy. Is it my favorite star in the galaxy that's brought to you by <clears throat> Kitsch? Yes. When did beauty get so complicated? So much time, too much money, not enough that works for you. That's what we were talking about on Patreon I yesterday. Know. That's why Kitsch was created, to simplify self-care and beauty products that give you a major boost so you can go on to your next thing. They offer game-changing, time-saving beauty essentials for hair, skin, and body at Kitsch. Whatever your budget, your skin type, your hair type, Kitsch believes you deserve little indulgences at affordable prices morning, noon, and night. So they started in 2010, and their bestsellers include the satin pillowcases, caps, eye masks, satin that is vegan and cruelty-free, not like silk, which was made from silk worms. They are really great for your hair and skin while you sleep. I recently got on the the satin pillowcase trend um, because I got one from Kitsch, and I have to say, like, my hair... No longer unruly when I wake up. it's game-changing your skin. Yeah, the wrinkles on your face. Mm. They also have the shampoo and conditioner bars, which are bottle-free beauty, which I've been seeing a lot of people start using, and I think it's really great. Obviously, it's a great way to reduce plastic, and it's just like makes a lot of sense yeah. so the shampoo and conditioner bars are one of their best sellers and the heatless satin curling rollers you can say bye to heat damage there are tiktok videos throwing away people have thrown videos of people throwing away their 600 curlers for this heatless curls are the new frontier yeah 
So Kitsch is offering you 30% off your entire order at mykitsch.com slash toast. That's right, 30% off anything and everything at mykitsch, M-Y-K-I-T-S-C-H, dot com slash toast. That's mykitsch.com slash toast for 30% off your order. I highly recommend that satin pillowcase. It will change your life. Great. Okay, our next story. Taylor Swift surprises fans with a performance at the Tribeca Film Festival. Yes, yes, she did. At Saturday's Tribeca Film Festival screening of All Too Well, the short film, the musical multi-hyphenate, was slated to speak with director Mike Mills about her foray into filmmaking. But she surprised guests by ending the afternoon with a live acoustic performance. Like, obviously, like, what if she, what was she not, what was she going to do? Not perform? Yeah, so she performed All Too Well uh, extended version and the fans were hiking. Yeah, it was at the Beacon Theater, right? Which yeah. is just really near and dear to my I heart. I heard like before her mic was turned on, she sat down and she's like, so you're saying Claudia Asche performed on this, this stage? stage? Yeah, I heard that too, but obviously I can't confirm nor deny. Um, and so, first of all, I love the all too well 10 minute video. I think it's literally a work of art. I'm glad it's getting its moment. And it really just like this whole Taylor all too well movie thing makes me just love Sadie Sink. Like, mm-hmm. she, to me, like, she emerged the hero from this whole thing. Because she's, I feel like she's always playing second fiddle to Millie Bobby Brown on Stranger Things. Do you watch Things. Stranger Things? No, but, I've like... I've never seen it. No, me neither. But I know the whole cast is famous, and Millie Bobby Brown is, like, the most famous. And it's like, well, what about Sadie Sink? What about and Sadie And now I'm Sink? glad Sadie Sink is having, like, her special thing. Yeah, this you know? is very special. Yeah, it's a huge honor. Um, what's that guy's name? Dylan O'Brien. I like him too. I didn't yeah. really like think of him before, but any friend of Taylor's a friend of mine. Dylan O'Brien from Curb. Who's he in Curb? Remember, uh, Larry's trying to get him to play Young Larry, and he has to like go to his concert and listen to his music. Yes, 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 yeah. yes. Um, I also know him from. He's from the Disney Channel. I'm pretty sure. He's no, from... he's not. He's from Teen Wolf. Are you sure? Positive. He's so Disney. He's not Disney at oh, all. Oh, you're right, Teen Wolf. Yeah. He That's looks where, like the brother from... Um, and he's in that that um, franchise that was like big. The commercial the is like he's, slide, yeah, he's sliding through that cement door. And he's from The Internship, which is the best movie, not the one we watched this weekend. Okay, we also watched The Intern this weekend, which is just like one of Nancy Meyer's forgotten films. No, it's like it gets so much credit, but like... It's beautiful. I never choose to watch it because I've seen it and I know it's amazing. But, like, watch it again. It's so amazing. But, no, he's the one with Owen Wilson and Vince Vaughn, which is actually my favorite movie. And he plays, like, the kid on the other team who's, like, an asshole. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's I didn't even realize there were two iconic right? films literally no. with the same name, The Intern and The Internship. No, he plays the person on their team who's the asshole. But then, of course, Heart of Gold. Of course. You Put him in a blender. When the team works together. Yeah. They're googly. Um... Taylor looked great. She sang, of course, I saw the performance. It was really quite breathtaking. She sings beautifully. Beautifully. She chanted her Haftor portion beautifully. <laughs> yeah, we're so proud of you. Mazel tov. <laughs> um, and it was a gorgeous afternoon in New York City. You know, we don't get those a lot. No, we really don't. No. So it was nice to see. I hope she wins for the film festival. I don't I think it's she- a com- Is it a competition? Uh, it should be. I think you're right. <laughs> get, it is. get a sparkle. Yeah, someone should win. Yeah. Like a something. But also, like, is this a short film that could be in contention at the Oscars? Am EGOT. I smelling an EGOT? Well, she was nominated for Cats, obviously. That didn't win. But that's giving regot. But does she only have G? She has G, L, A, M, O. You're turning into me. Oh, yes. G. Uh, Does she have anything other than a G? No. <laughs> um, Are you okay? Does she have an E? I feel like she was being an actress at some point. No. 
Does she have a note? But she might have written a song. Is it a Z shirt? Oh my God. Are you okay? Is it an F, F shirt? shirt? <laughs> you okay? <laughs> I think she only has a G, which would mean she's incredibly far away. And she has an R for cats. Pretty close, yeah. But I do think like this should be a short film that's in contention at the O. Yes. R O U S. <laughs> It's just so fun. I'm a big Jack Harlow fan. I know you are. I just really like that song. I know. Even though it's like not his song. No, but I also don't even think I've ever heard the whole song. I just like hear it on no Instagram uh, and also like from other people's radios when I'm at a red light. I could put you in. First class up in the sky. We're like such like rap girlies. <laughs> such. Are you ready for our fifth and final story? Yeah. Speaking of music. Mm-hmm. You've got the music in me. Are you ready for our fifth and final story? Yeah, I'm like kind of over. I don't really want to do Oh, the, you don't want to sing? The, it's not that I don't want to sing. I'm just like not in the mood to sing that particular song today. Do you have a different song in your heart? It's written in all of us. And it's brought us here because you are the story in me. Gorgeous. Our fifth and final story is that the Real Housewives of New Jersey star Joe Gorga has gone off on one of his tenants in a wild video saying that he hasn't paid rent for four years. Joe Gorga went nuclear on one of his tenants in a rent dispute over an apartment complex the star owns, and the screaming match is intense. The heated argument is a peak Jersey show showdown with landlord Joe getting all up in the grill of his tenant and profanities and accusations flying in both directions. The incident went down Thursday, and it sounds like this dispute has been brewing for a while. Joe's lawyer claims the tenant hasn't paid rent for a few years and owes nearly 50 grand in back rent. Back rent. <laughs> Sorry, it's a rant about rent. As you can gather from the video, the tenant sees things differently, claiming Joe's gotten a good chunk of rent money from the state due to a COVID relief program. While Joe's attorney says Joe collected nearly 40 grand in COVID rental assistance from New Jersey, he claims the guy hasn't paid rent on his own since October 2018 and still owes the nearly $50,000 sum. Joe's rep says Joe initially felt bad for the guy and didn't want to evict him, but as you can tell from this video, Joe's had a change of heart. Uh, his rep says they've now filed eviction papers. For his part, the tenant says he's a restaurant manager who lost his job during COVID and is still trying to get back on his feet. Yeah, um, but if you haven't paid rent since October 2018 and the pandemic started in 2020. Yeah. I mean, part, like, how does it get to this place? Like, I feel like, aren't the rules like you don't pay rent one month, like you're out? Yeah, but the rules did change during COVID. Yes, but that, the, like, I'm sorry, October 2018, that's literally a year and a half. No, totally. So you couldn't evict people during COVID because they had like a rent moratorium or something. And the eviction courts were closed, which I think was fair. Even though we haven't, uh, the eviction courts were closed, but somehow we got evicted from our old office right. during COVID. Right, right, right. Um, but I think for Joe, like maybe if the guy wasn't paying in 2018, like maybe it was just more of like a relationship where it's like, okay, you'll yeah, you'll get me back, get me back next time. But now this is going on four years, and it seems as though Joe's patience has worn out. Yeah, but like, doesn't Joe? First of all, I didn't even know Joe was a landlord. Like, right? We're learning so much about his business, and honestly, I don't think I really understood what his business was up until now. Um, and two, like, doesn't he like run a big company? Like, shouldn't there be other people like? taking care of this yeah but they clearly didn't take care of it right i don't know how you let this go on for four years yeah and then you wind up on tmz no and like the and like when i pulled up the story there was like um like a still shot from the video and it's like someone in their car filming joe with his phone filming and it's like it's giving karen you know yeah and you never want to be associated with like that like if i ever i always think like 
I will do anything in my power to avoid ever getting into one of those videos that like go viral on TikTok and YouTube. Like if there's ever like a moment on the, a plane where like I want to start a fight, like I won't just because like that video will haunt me till the day I die. Mm-hmm. And so Joe kind of, he has that now and that's tough. Yeah. Nobody wants a Karen but video. Joe was, but is it the Karen who's filming? It depends on the situation. Sometimes it's the Karen filming. No, totally. But like, I just don't want to be associated with any Karen-like videos, you know? Yeah. Even yeah. if I, even if I'm okay, totally but like, justified, but you got to get paid four years, no pay. No, like, yeah. So say like someone owed you four years of payment. Like say like, I don't know what it could Lin be. Lin-Manuel years. Miranda. Okay. No, but that, no, like say you were working like for a brand for four years and they wouldn't pay you and your agents couldn't get the money and like you needed to show up to the offices and demand your money. Like would the fear of having a, a video, an unflattering video stop you from getting what's yours? Yes. Actually, I did go through something like this with an extremely large brand. Um, and this was a couple of years ago and I literally was so fucking annoying. It's like when you do an influencer partnership, usually it's like net 30, net 60, which means the brand has like 30 days or 60 days to pay you. But Mine, it's in your contract, whatever. You it's in your contract. It to be. Mine was net 30, but like usually they pay you literally the next week. If it's like a normal brand, that's like easy to work with. And this particular brand, I won't say because it wasn't the brand's fault. It was the marketing agency and I would love to put them on blast, but I won't because I feel like there are a lot of toasters who work there. Um, <laughs> I was emailing non-fucking-stop. Actually, I kind of want to find the email because I was being so crazy. It was a lot of money, and it was, like, months going by. And their um, office, I knew, was, like, really close to my old apartment. And I was like, I'll come by and pick up the check. I literally sounded crazy. Hold on. Payment. I'll just type. Oh, here. Oh, yeah. Okay, here. They kept saying the check is in the mail, which is like so. I'm like, hi, checking in again. I said, hi, this is getting ridiculous. Very unfair. Payment is over a month. Payment is over a month late. I've been extremely patient, but this is outrageous. No response. I wrote again. Any update here? Will payment be processed in 2017 this year? Do you have a date? Anything helpful? No response. Can you believe that? Again. Oh, then they write. I have your check. Apologies for the delay. I said, thank you. What was it sent out? She goes, they were playing with me. And then at the end, she never responded. She said, yes, you should receive it next week. Next week comes. I said, I'm doing my best to remain patient, but this is out of control. You've had the check on, you had the check on Tuesday. It's Monday. My home is less than five blocks from your office. I'm happy to come pick it up because we'll need this squared away before the holiday. Please assist. I finally do get the check. In the mail or you went and got it? In the mail. She said, we just sent it in the mail today. After she said she had it a week ago. Liars. And I'm like, but you had it on Tuesday and said on Friday it was already sent out. And now it's Monday and you're saying you're sending it out. I did eventually get it, but that's how I would handle it. Being really fucking annoying on email to answer your question in. Okay. And then I never worked with the brand again. And honestly, that was their call, not mine. But like, I probably wouldn't have worked with them again. Uh, yeah, no. I'm looking forward to finding out what brand this was. Yeah. You want me to tell you? You can tell me offline. Okay. I'm yeah. going to whisper to you. No, that's like people hate when we do that. I really want to say it, but like I'm not in the business of, you know, turning down business. Just tell me. Huh? Oh, wow. That's surprising. No, I know because it's like literally a multi-billion dollar brand and it had nothing to do with the brand. It was the agency. And I know this agency like extremely well. Okay. Wow. Well, yeah. thank you for that personal anecdote. You got to get what's yours. You got to get what's yours. So I understand like being, but also like if you're getting, I guess it's tough because like if he was getting COVID relief, then he couldn't lay off his tenant, but his tenant wasn't paying rent for a year and a half before that. Right. And now out of it, I don't think the COVID relief still stands. Right. And I, I doubt he's looking for four years worth of rent. I'm sure he's still looking for, for like two. the two years before COVID. Yeah. Yeah. So 
but it's it's like hard to lose your job during covid right because the government shut you down right i don't know um so those are the past five you Feels definitely like, needed to know them. Nah. No? Except for the Regot. Regot you needed to know. 100%. Must know. Um, but don't cry. Don't even get sad because the show's not even close to being over. It's Unburden Yourselves time, which is our Monday segment where you can write in to unburdenyourselves at gmail.com and tell us something embarrassing that happened to you over the weekend that you can't get out of your mind and we will officially take that burden and on it you know it feels mm-hmm. good to share this is a safe space we try not to judge sometimes it's hard but I think we're getting better mm-hmm. um and we just want to make you but feel that's better part of the process that's how we un this burden we mm-hmm. process it and just come over here yeah that's how we let it go give me your burden let me I will up. carry it for you I will complain about the weight and then I will set it down yeah and we have, three, we, do. we have three really good ones, and they're brought to you by Hungry Root. Trying to eat a little healthier, feel a little better, and have an easier time in the kitchen? Mm-hmm. We found the easiest way to do it, and the secret is Hungry Root. Hungry Root is the easiest way to get fresh, high-quality food delivered to your door. They've got healthy groceries and simple recipes all in one place. A fun short quiz is all Hungry Root needs to get to know you, your goals, and how you like to eat. Are you gluten-free? Noted. Do you like sweets? They'll keep it top of mind and get to work. Hungry Root will recommend groceries that they think you'll love, take their suggestions, or choose what you want from their fresh produce, high-quality meat and seafood, pantry staples, and all the healthy snacks and sweets you'll ever need. You're not getting your weekly grocery haul. You can also shop thousands of simple recipes that actually put your food to use. Everything Hungry Root offers follows a simple standard. It has to be delicious, quick to prepare, and made from whole trusted ingredients spend less time shopping and cooking and more time enjoying healthy food that you'll actually love with hungry root right now hungry root is offering the morning toast listeners 30 percent off your first delivery and a free gift with every delivery just go to hungryroot.com toast to get 30 percent off your first delivery and choose your free gift that's hungryroot.com toast don't forget to use our link so they know we sent you wonderful okay ready unburden yourselves first up hey girls This show is truly the only place where I can unburden myself on this one. Sometimes I get a burst of the wildest diarrhea, like topless, sweating, sitting on the toilet, crying for help. It's always so random, so I looked up up on my phone, why do I randomly get diarrhea? Fast forward to Saturday night when I was out with my friends and this really hot guy in my friend group that I like, that I like to flirt with, was asking me questions about this festival we were planning on going to. He took my phone to look something up, and I hadn't cleared my search from the diarrhea questioning. He announced the search to the group, and everyone was making fun of me, and I feel like I'll truly never recover. I'm mortified. Ugh, I hate him. No, like, you didn't do anything wrong. You didn't do anything wrong, and like, okay, so it's embarrassing that he saw it. The fact that he announced it, like, immature, disgusting piece of shit, like, I'm done with him. Yeah. Lesson learned, and the fact that your friends laughed, laughed like, Get new friends. Yeah. Uh, if anything, like, you look like the hero in this story. You're the victim. You know, you have diarrhea and everyone's making fun of you. When someone shows you who they are, believe them. Like, we just got an insight into what a fucking asshole this guy is. And you like to hang out with him and flirt with him? No, not on my watch. Not anymore. No, no, no. And I know you didn't come here for advice just to, like, on the burden, but... You have literally nothing to you be embarrassed about. You need some outside perspective to tell you that these people are wrong for what they did to you. And they're not your friends. Your friends should protect you. Yeah. There's nothing to unburden. Like, you literally, oh, you had diarrhea? Sorry, you're human. (laughs) Like, they should be worried, not laughing. And at least, you know what it shows? That you're, like, a really, you know, health-conscious queen looking up, making sure everything's going right with your body. There's nothing wrong with this. Like, literally, your friends are just assholes. Set down this burden and please, like, stop giving this guy the time of day. Fly. Because only a loser would do that. Yeah, big loser energy. BLE. I'm like mad on your behalf. Me too. Like, like that's just not what you do. Like if you see someone like what are we at 16? Has like something like embarrassing like happening like 
you don't expose you it. You help minimize yeah. it. Like we're, you pretend like you didn't see it, like a normal yeah. person, and move on. No, these people are animals. At least you know it's a blessing. Yeah. All right. Hello, my beautiful, stunning, and smart queens. I need to unburden this to you so I can stop panicking about it. I work from home, and I'm a single girl living in a one-bedroom apartment, so my living slash workspace is tight. My office is set up in my bedroom. Yesterday, I posted a picture of my dog snoozing on my bed on our company's pet Slack channel because he was looking like a precious, crunchy angel. About five minutes later, I went back and looked at it, clicked on the picture, and realized my nightstand was in the background of the picture, and my vibrator was sticking out of my drawer. Anyone with a brain would have been able to tell what it was if they looked at the picture. I immediately deleted the picture from Slack, but it was up for about five minutes and multiple people had reacted to it. So I'm sure that they saw. That's all. I'm never coming back from it. Sincerely, a girl who needs a two-bedroom. Okay. I yeah. don't think it's like that bad. I don't think it's that bad because if someone like sent a picture of their dog, I would just see the dog. Only like a snoop is looking for other things and you could just pretend it's something else yeah in like, your, like in your head it's come a face up. squasha yeah 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 it's one of those like vibe you had a clogged duck right people right. use vibrators for their clogged yeah, duck like in their the, breast the vibrator that i use for my clog like definitely looks like a vibrator but if you're not breastfeeding that that would be hard to um what do they know yeah or maybe someone staying with you who is breastfeeding maybe you're a doula just, on the side or, like remember that like bedhead bottle um after party yeah the pink the one. pink one like looked like a big it dildo like, it looked like a dildo yeah yeah like just say it's like oh a hair product that looks like a dildo lol the thing is especially when it comes to pets like people are really in only interested in looking at pictures of their own pets so like whenever someone like sends a picture i'm like oh my god so cute you think i even open it up i'm just like oh cute dog most of the time people are so self-involved with their own pets like no one's really zooming in and some being people like, do snoop and zoom in though some people do yeah honestly like i do often think like when I send pictures like in my house, I'm like, what is behind? Like, yeah. is it dirty underwear in the corner? <laughs> like I'm always conscious of the background in my personal home because like my home can be disgusting sometimes. So I feel this, and this is just a, one of those things you have to learn the hard way. Yeah. Like now every time you send a picture to anyone from your home, like you will just glance around the background and make sure. That's like that picture that was like going around that live photo. Of the girl with the engagement ring and her husband's dick in the back, yeah. Yeah, like the photo is just of the engagement ring, but when you play it live... Her husband whips out his penis. His penis is in it. Yeah, live photos are not your friend. No. They are enemies. And the only live photos I appreciate are ones you send me of Harry because then I get like a little... Action. I get a four-second clip instead of just one picture. Yeah, no, but you have to be really careful like sometimes I'll take a picture like like if I was just breastfeeding like my boob is out and like it's not in the picture but like it could have been in the lead up no uh I've seen your nipple like 50 oh, times no, I'm not worried about sending it to you yeah. but like if I'm sending pictures around yeah yeah, yeah. then people want to play the live nipple. no and sometimes the live photos people settings have it to record audio <gasps> which is so scary so scary so just be careful this is a lesson you have to learn the hard way and it's not that big of a deal so what people know you exercise vaginal health like it's fine yeah. it's not like it's a gun you know like it's fine it's fine it's just like because it's work no, it's just like awkward, but you know what? Like life is full of awkward moments and that's just what we have to accept when we leave our houses, you know? Yeah. And you know what? Just put a burden down. It happened to someone else and it was your bedhead after party. Yeah. And in the perspective of the Big Bang Theory, nothing. Nothing matters. A zoom in on a photo, yeah. nothing. nothing. It's a speck in the time landscape of history. Um, okay. This third and final one is very special to me. I can't wait. 
Hey, besties. Mm -hmm. You guys keep me sane on my 30-minute commute as an ICU nurse. Love you. Love you. Love you. Thank you. I'm going to make this short and sweet simply because I went to my cousin's wedding this weekend and I met my older cousin's girlfriend for the first time. We live in different states and we rarely get to see each other. The wedding was outside of Atlanta at a farm and it was quite literally infested with flies and mosquitoes. The awkward moment between the ceremony and the reception was in full swing and I found myself alone talking to my cousin's girlfriend when I noticed a large gray shape on her shoulder. I immediately went to flick it off when she informed me that it was a mole. The worst part is that she told me it was a mole and I flicked it again thinking it was a stubborn ass bug. I tried to cover my ass by saying, I just saw one flying by you. She was so sweet about it saying this happens all the time, but I can't stop thinking about this moment. I already feel better typing this, but I feel horrible for bringing up her mole, LOL, and trying to pull it off her body. I get it. I, I get it. I think you played it off well by saying, no, there was a little a fly. Yeah, I mean, I used to have like many moles and one of the ones that brought me great grief was this one on my neck and I'll literally never forget like being a child and someone literally telling me I had I got like chocolate on my neck I'm like it's literally a mole I'm gonna go to the bathroom now and die but thanks yeah yeah this is like probably mutually for the both of you like I mean, horrifying she wrote in her unburdened right on the but other you know end. what at least your horror and her horror can cancel each other out I agree I agree. It's like, when There's, you think of all the things you could have said, like, it's not that bad. It's not that bad. I think you played it off well. All you can do now is, like, set down the burden. Because yeah. it's not serving you to carry it around. No, and, like, while it is sad that you live in a different state than your cousin and never get to see him, the bright side is, like, you never have to see his moldy girlfriend, you know? Yeah. No, and by the time you see her next, like, this will just be in the rear view. Yeah, someone else will have done it to her shoulder. And, like, you won't be the most recent person in memory to have flicked her mole. Yeah. But you should change your name from whatever it is, Hannah, to the mole flicker <laughs> immediately. Yeah, but set it down. Everyone who wrote in and everyone who wrote in this week, but we didn't get a chance to read it. Let's all collectively. your burden is, take a minute. Release. Sit with it. Carry that burden. It's so heavy. It's hurting. Your mm. arms are sore. Ugh. You're almost there. You're walking. Now, bend from your knees so you don't hurt your back. And set the burden down. You release free. the burden into the ethers and free yourself from the anxiety. You're free. You're free. Freedom. Freedom. I won't let you down. Freedom. freedom. I will not give you freedom. freedom. You gotta give what you take. Well, that's our show. That was Unburden Yourselves. Again, if you want to write in something horrifying that happened to you, unburdenyourselves at gmail.com. Love it. Thank you guys so much for listening to The Morning Toast. We are so glad every time that you do. It warms our hearts. It does. Um, subscribe to our YouTube. And the podcast. What's before, wrong with subscribing to the podcast? Before I make you. Okay. Follow us on Instagram. Yeah. Where we've been posting premium content. Reels that will crack you up. And thank you so much for listening to The Morning Toast, the Millennial Morning Show, where we deliver the fast five stories that you need to know every Monday through Friday on YouTube. So if you're watching this on YouTube, please feel free to subscribe and give this video a thumbs up. We're also available as a podcast anywhere podcasts can be found. So that's Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Public Radio, iHeartRadio, CastBox, all the places. So wherever you listen to podcasts, find us The Morning Toast and leave a five-star review about how beautiful, stunning, and smart we are. Hope you guys have an incredible Monday, and we'll see you tomorrow for Tuesday. Tuesday, friend or foe? We'll Bye. discuss tomorrow. We'll have the answers on tomorrow's show. <laughs> you don't want to miss it, this groundbreaking research. We'll see you tomorrow morning. Goodbye. Goodbye.